Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Your English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. You are listening to the seventh episode of a mini-series entitled Your English Podcast, or YEP for short. In this episode, I'm going to showcase even more recordings which were sent to me by listeners as part of this big competition which I've launched in order to celebrate the fifth birthday and 200 episodes of Luke's English Podcasts. You know the details of this competition by now. If you don't know the details of this, I don't know where you've been. I don't know what you've been doing. Have you been living on the moon? If you have been living on the moon, where have you got your oxygen? I don't know all the details to these questions, the answers to these riddles. Nevertheless, despite the fact that you probably know all the uh, rules and regulations surrounding this competition, let me just recap, okay? Let me just go through it again, just to make sure that you definitely know the score, alright? So, um, what's happened is, I did a competition asking people to send me recordings. Everyone sent me up to five minutes of audio of them talking about whatever the hell they wanted to talk about. So that's the whole idea. It's just a platform, really, to give people a, a voice so that the rest of the world, the people who listen to Luke's English podcast, can kind of hear each other. They can get a flavour, a taste of what's going on around the world in the homes and in the minds of uh, the people who listen to this podcast. Um, so I'm playing uh, those recordings to you in these mini episodes. There, there are eight of them in total, so this is the penultimate one. Um, listen to each one, and you can vote for your favourite in each episode, okay? So listen to the recordings which I've received. I'm doing it all in alphabetical order. I'm basically trying to put about ten recordings into each episode. This is episode seven. So in episode seven, you're going to hear contributions from... These countries, Italy, uh, Thailand, Russia, Brazil, Egypt, China, Germany, and India. Okay, it's a full-on international melting pot of different voices and cultures, and it's a celebration, ladies and gents. Okay, I think it's probably time for me to get started. Don't forget, if you would like to vote, and I ask you all to vote, please, um, then just pick your favourites from episode 7. Go to teacherluke.co.uk, find the seventh competition entries episode. I think it's going to be episode 217. Anyway, find that, go to the comments section and write in the name of the person you'd like to vote for and the country that they come from. Just as a reminder, you don't have to give your name or your email address or anything. You can vote anonymously, but I will know if people are voting again and again and again, by the way. Um, all right, so it's time now for me to start playing the recordings. Are you ready? Are you steady? Then let's go. And we're going to begin with this guy who is too shy to, to tell us his name at the beginning. 
But um, don't worry, we will find out. I'll tell you at the end, if necessary. So here's our first entry from episode 7. Hello, everybody. Welcome to I Do Not Want to Say My Name Because I Think I'm Too Shy podcast. Having said that, um, my name is Phil. B-H-I-L. You can tell me Phil. Now, I'd like to talk to you about something absolutely trivial today. Let's see if I can, if I can make it. All right. Now, consider that this is probably my 50th attempt to record a decent episode. <laughs> the previous ones were all too short. There were too many hesitations and my voice sounded husky and absolutely unpleasant. Uh, I imagine that this last aspect is not going to, to get better now, but never mind. So, uh, some of you might just be thinking to themselves, why is he doing that recording if uh, he is so troubled? Well, uh, the answer is that I have pledged allegiance to this podcast since the end of 2012. Okay, before I start, I want to make one point clear once for all. Do not vote for me, because I do not want to expose myself to such a famous podcast. I don't want the Queen to listen to my bad English, and above all, uh, that would mean installing Skype on my computer. And... Uh, Just so you know, I can't be bothered. In fact, I think I will uh, simulate an interview featuring myself right now, so that uh, you won't be tempted to know more about myself, since by then you will get a thorough knowledge of what my entity is. All right. <clears throat> What's your name? Phil. My name is Phil. What do you do for a living? I'm a rapper. I alternate bouts of gangster behavior with rapid-eyed movements, sleeping faces. Oh, I see. And what's your dream? Yeah, I've got a recurrent one in which I take over the world, exploiting the aggressiveness of an entire bank of dogs that have been previously trained to attack whatever being can move on the earth. It's been nice meeting you, sir. Oh, I've nearly forgotten. Master Luke wants to know where you come from. Italy. Okay, that was Phil from Italy there. Uh, a little bit shy at the beginning, didn't want to give his name away, and also has asked um, everyone not to vote for him. Um, because of two reasons. One is that he's too shy, and the other one is that uh, he can't be bothered to install Skype on his computer. Perfectly good reasons, I suppose. But there it is anyway. Thank you, Phil, for your contribution uh, all the way from Italy there. And we're going to move straight on um, with um, Poom from Thailand. So you're now going to hear from Poom from Thailand. Let's go. You are listening to Poom's English Podcast. Hello to you all listeners, my name is Poom, I'm a computer programmer, I'm Thai, I live in Bangkok, Thailand. 
The topic of this podcast will be learning English naturally, because I believe learning English naturally is the most effective way for the long run. Learning a new language is not any shortcut. It takes years to be influenced, plus your strong intention and have good attitudes toward English. So don't be shy. Be open-minded and do your best. My concept is learning English orally, which means learning through speaking and listening. I imagine, like, if I were an English child, how would I learn English, which is the first language to me? And I came up with watching cartoons, listening to music, singing songs, thinking in English. Started to talk to myself, but don't get me wrong, I'm not a lunatic. I just want to practice making sentences. Watching cartoons in English, like Jojo Circus, Bob the Builder, Handy Manis, etc., they use simple words. They don't speak a mile in a minute, like series on HBO do. So practice step by step, bit by bit. The important thing is when they try to explain what they are doing, like jumping, they would say like, "I'm jumping and lowering," and they act out to show the meaning. So that you can link your vocabularies direct to your brain and guess the meaning. So that you can link your new vocabularies directly to the meaning. And when you want to describe something like that, you can speak it out directly without needing to translate from your first language to English. And recently, I have watched TV programs through. YouTube like Britain's Got Talent, American's Got Talent, is really fun, impressive, and exciting. It helps me enjoy learning English, learning from what competitors or judges say, new idioms, new expressions, new words, particularly words that about feeling like oh that's tremendous, that horrific, extraordinarily. And you don't need to find meaning in dictionary. But you get it from your own feeling. Thinking in English, I have heard someone says like,、um, when you learn English, practice until you dream in English, which I think is quite true. It could be a kind of indicator of how much you have achieved. I have tried to think in English at the first time; it was really weird, but I was keep practicing it until I get used to it. And I think it really helps me to develop my English. Sometimes I get stuck of making sentences, so I Google it first, and then if I can't find any answers, then I ask teachers later. This way also helps you to explore your weaknesses of what part of English you have to improve. Another tip that I would like to share to you is when I watch series or movies on my computer. I usually play it by the program name Power DVD, which allows you to see two subtitles at the same time. So I turn on English and tie it together, which saves my time to compare the meaning between them. Because in series, many times they speak at once English, so I sometimes need a translation to understand the meaning. And when I found an interesting sentence. I capture the screen and transfer into my cell phone and review it when I have free time. And finally, I have found common problems that have been doing us a number. It is time and intention. 
because we all know that being diligent is the key to success to every goal. But how many of us really do? So don't forget to prioritize your talks and plan your life, and triumph will be with us. And this is the end of the podcast. Hope you have enjoyed the podcast and got some idea to apply to your real life. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day. I have to say goodbye now. Bye 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 bye. Thank you, Poom, for your contribution there. That was Poom's English podcast,、um, giving us a few tips and things from his own personal experience. This is amazing, don't you think? I feel like this is amazing. What what's going on here? I feel like boundaries are being smashed, walls are being torn down.、Um, I'm saving the world. I'm not really saving the world. It just feels good. It feels good to sort of, you know. Create a forum here. It's fun. I'm enjoying this a lot. I hope that you are too. That was Poom from Thailand. Thank you. Let's move on now. We're going to go to Russia, and we're going to hear from Renata. So this is Renata from Russia. Hello there, everybody. My name is Renata, and I'm a student from Russia. There are a lot of things that I'm interested in, such as music, literature, fine arts, and all that stuff.、Um, I found Luke's English podcasts、uh, with the app called Podcasts on my iPad, and I really liked it. I I've been listening to it since May, and I think that I listened to lots of them. And、um, what question I would like to ask Luke is, what browser do you use? I really eager to know it. <laughs> And place place where I live is called Ufa, or Ufa. I don't know Ufa City. It's in Russia, in Bashkortostan Republic. It's、uh, quite a good city. It's a green city, and、uh, there is a bit about one million people who live there. And、um, uh, in a year, in two thousand and fifteen, there will be. Summit of Shanghai Cooperation Organization and the Summit of BRICS. It's、um, Brazil, China,、um, India, and Russia. There will be summit about some economical issues in our city. And、um, as I said before, I'm a great fan of music. I really adore music. I like everything that is associated with it. In fact, I ended a musical school two years ago, but I'm going to go on attending piano lessons.、Um, so, I think that I could recommend、uh, music in any kind of genre, in any kind of、um, genre or style, because、um, I really, really like indie rock, British indie rock,、um, such as. Kasabian, Arctic Monkeys are like post-punk, Joy Division, like jazz.、Um, I like classical music, like impressionism, such as Claude Debussy,、uh, Camille Saint-Saëns,、um, and、um, I fancy different kind of music. That's what I wanted to say. So that was our question about 
Are you a geek or a nerd? Uh, I think that I'm some kind of nerd because um, I really like studying, I like reading books, I like people who are uh, kind of more interested in studying, who are kind of clever or smart. Uh, I'm really into it and um, in my free time I, I sometimes read about different uh, philosophies and I'm actually good at social science so I won a competition um, I won a competition <laughs> um, uh, some kind of school competition so uh, in Russia we call it Olympiada uh, that can be translated as Olympic game but it's just um, competitions they can be on school on um, on city or on republic level, so I won a republic competition. So, um, yes, I, I think I'm a nerd. Yes, I am. Uh, what kind of humor I like is, um, of course, uh, I can't say that I entirely understand British humor, but um, um, I can understand it after after it was explained by Luke, for example. And uh, what kind of humor I like? I think it's just uh, professional humor that is kind of um, associated with uh, different professions, such as um, professions of translator or interpreter. And uh, I like more specific humor. So that was what I wanted to say. And um, because the time is over, uh, hello to the world, and uh, um, goodbye. Bye, Renata. Renata there says hello to the world, and I'm sure the world says hello back to you, Renata. You asked me what browser I use. Um, you seem to be very keen to know what browser I use. Well, I'm obviously, I've got a Mac computer, so I'm using Safari, which works absolutely fine for me. I understand that... Um, other browsers are preferred, it seems, by the community. A lot of people say that Chrome is brilliant, Firefox. I'm sticking with Safari at the moment just because um, I started with Safari. It's never given me a reason to stop using it. And because all my bookmarks and all my, you know, history and stuff, it's all saved in Safari. You might now be thinking, but Luke, if you switch to Google Chrome, it will import all of your bookmarks and stuff. Yes, I'm sure it will. But Safari has you know, worked fine for me, so I'm sticking with that. Don't worry, I don't use Internet Explorer, okay? I'm not completely stupid. Um, if you're wondering, apparently they say Internet Explorer is the worst one. Why? Well, if you're a bit of a geek or a nerd and you know all about these things, then I'm sure there are plenty of good reasons. Um, Renata, yes, apparently you're a geek. Nothing wrong with being a geek or a nerd. It seems that some people think this is a negative thing, but it's, there's nothing negative about it, in my opinion. What's wrong with being interested in studying and having, uh, you know, enthusiasm about certain subjects and things. F fine. Uh, well done on the school competition. I can't talk too much between recordings. I've got to be brief because there isn't much time. Okay, thank you. That was Renata from Russia. And we're going to move on now. We're going to move to Brazil. And this is Renato. So we've had Renata from Russia. This is Renato from Brazil. And here is the recording. One, two, three, testando. Well, 
this is my recording for the competition. And well, Luke, I decided to to answer a question you made in a, in a previous episode, in episode two hundred and seven. And the question is, do you understand British humor? Uh, well, I do understand British humor, just like everybody else in the world. I really don't think that in England or in the UK people have a more sophisticated or, or more intelligent sense of humor. Um, I mean, you you do have a different sense of humor, but just like here in Brazil, we have a different sense of humor. People in America have a different sense of humor in Mexico and so on. Um, the thing is that in Britain, you you appreciate more things like sarcasm and, and irony, especially irony. I think. Um, well, we do use sarcasm and irony all the time here in Brazil, and and I often hear Americans using it as well. I, I don't really don't think it's a, it's a unique British thing. Um, I, I was watching a video on, on YouTube in the other day. I mean, I think you, you might know this one. You and the, the listeners might know this one. It, it's a chat among Louis C.K., Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld and Ricky Gervais. It's a, it's a pretty good one. And, in, and I noticed in the comments sections the loads of, of Americans saying, oh, this Ricky Gervais is not funny at all. And and then the Brits replying, oh, you, your American are so stupid, you don't understand his jokes because he's too intelligent. And, well, uh, what I, I really think is in England, well, it seems to me that in England just the fact of someone is, is being ironic um, is already enough. It's already funny for you, just the, the fact of someone is being ironic. Uh, and then when, when a foreigner don't laugh about a joke you tell, you, you'll say it's because he don't understand the, the British humor. But, oh, come on, well, we, we, we do understand British humor. And I, I do understand, and I, and I think it's pretty good. I, I like it. I like a lot. Uh, I like the, those Monty Python stuff. You, you shown in, in the podcast. Um, but, I mean, just the fact of someone is being ironic doesn't turn a bad joke into a good one. You know? Well, all right, he's being ironic. Got it. But it's not still not funny. I mean, as simple as that. Um, well, in the UK, you appreciate more irony and stuff, and that's why you laugh more than the others when someone uses those kind of things. Uh, well, I think I made my point, you know. Uh, well, three minutes already. I think that's it. Uh, I don't think I'm going to win the competition, but I'm going to send the recording anyway. Uh, well, goodbye, Luke. Goodbye to the listeners. And that's it. Cheers. That was Renato from Brazil. Thanks very much, Renato, for your comments. Uh, interesting to get, like, a proper point of view Um I see that you're engaging with uh, you know the subject of humour, which is something I really like a lot. Um, and you're absolutely right. In the UK, we do not have a monopoly on humour. Sometimes British people seem to think that they do, like they own the concept of irony and no one else can understand it or something like that. Of course, we don't have a monopoly on humour. You're absolutely right. The only thing is that we just value humour very highly. Um, it's very. It seems to be very important for Brits to kind of use humour in their 
their everyday life and uh, any time is an appropriate time to use humour. And that's also the same in other countries too. Maybe it's just the Brits, you know, they're very proud of their humour and and maybe they're a bit short-sighted. They sort of forget that it's, you know, it's not exclusively British. I mean, how could it be anyway? Uh, so I agree with you on that. We can get a little bit d- defensive about our comedy and humour, particularly in comments on YouTube and stuff, because often uh, there's lots of criticism from America. It's like, oh, British humour's not funny, and then Brits feel obliged to defend it. Um, so you're also right, irony of it in itself is just not enough. You're absolutely right. Uh, ultimately, you need to have good jokes and good, just sort of good uh, material. We have plenty of comics in the UK who aren't very funny, so it's not, it's not, uh, it's not simple. So complicated thing. I love the fact that you watched Talking Funny, the Ricky Gervais, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Chris Rock, and Louis C.K. Conversation. I love that video. I've seen it lots of times. They're some of my favourite comedians. That was Renato from Brazil. And I promise, okay, I'm going to keep the chat down to a minimum in order to try and reduce the length of these episodes. Uh, I just, I'm just enjoying engaging with people. All right. Renato from Brazil there. Next, we're going to go back to Russia. And this is Sasha from Moscow. Hi. Um, I don't know how to start. Here I am. Uh, doing a recording for Luke's English podcast. So uh, I finally brought myself to doing it. And uh, that was that was quite a challenge uh, because uh, I, I learned about the competition a month ago. And um, from that time, uh, every week, I, uh, I thought that yeah I, I need to I need to participate and uh, I need to do something and I need to do something creative and interesting but uh, here is the end of the month and uh, I I'll have to just uh, I don't know I'll have to just uh, keep talking about uh, about something and uh, I'll see if I could make this to five minutes um, my name is Alexander or Sasha I'm from Moscow and uh, I'm sitting at my friend's flat in the suburbs of Moscow. How did I discover Luke's English podcast? I think that it was January this year and uh, I was at my parents' flat and we were celebrating uh, the new year. We had a dinner and uh, my parents uh, told me that there is this uh, podcast and it's uh, a good one and you should listen to it and uh, of course I ignored it at that time but later on uh, I somehow got interested and uh, I found it in uh, iTunes and uh, subscribed to it and uh, decided to give it a try I was working uh, not far from my uh, flat I had a 20 minutes walk every day uh, to work and uh, from work and I decided that I would listen to uh, the podcast while I am walking so I started like this and I had um, I uh, listened to about 40 minutes a day and uh, somehow I got uh, used to it I got uh, in a way I got addicted to the podcast and during the last eight months I listened to I think a hundred episodes and then I decided that I wanted to be on track with the latest episodes 
and I listened to all the episodes about the World Cup and then I started to, to listen to the latest episodes. After that, I went back and listened to the older episodes. Uh, so uh, what do I do? Uh, I'm a IT specialist and I work in a, in a bank and I write uh, a lot of technical documents uh, for... Um, for IT projects, uh, uh, for example, I write uh, uh, functional specifications to uh, implement the requirements that business users desire. And I participate in meetings and conference calls. I have a lot of. Uh, uh, I have to write emails, and some sometimes I uh, even have uh, meetings with uh, English-speaking colleagues. Uh, As I said, I, I am at my friend's apartment and uh, what's interesting and what I like about this apartment is that uh, around 15 years ago when we were kids and when we uh, first met, uh, when we met, went to music school together, we used to come here after the lessons and uh, uh, we had a band and we uh, recorded some uh, some music some songs uh, I used to play uh, a flute uh, or a recorder this like uh, a small wooden flute and some handmade drums uh, uh, for example a shaker made from a tin can with uh, full of rice um, and um, it was it was fun actually I have a guitar here and uh, Let me see if I could play some some relaxing music to you, like Luke sometimes does at the end of episodes. Um, so it was great, great to take part, and uh, it would be amazing if uh, uh, lepers could connect with each other over Skype and uh, practice speaking. And um, that's it. That's it, I made it. And um, I think it's goodbye. Goodbye, bye, 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 bye. Hello, listeners of Flux. In oh, hold on, that was the next uh, recording. Okay, that was uh, Sasha from Russia. It was really, really nice to hear the guitar playing there at the end. Sounds like you're a really good guitarist. I know, don't know what those chords were that you were playing, but they sounded very nice. And it sounds like a lovely guitar that you've got. Uh, lovely to hear from you. That was Sasha from Russia. And we're now going to move on well, with uh, the recordings. Okay. Um, and uh, this is Sergey from Secret Place. Okay. Here we go. Hello, listeners of Luke's English Podcast. This is an episode for the competition Luke's announced more than one month ago and um, I just thought why not to participate um, of course I was I've been waiting for all this time and on the very last day of the competition which is the 31st of August I decided well it's high time I recorded that so I'm recording it now um, I decided not to introduce myself at the very beginning of the episode, just to uh, see if you could guess from what country I am just by listening to my accent. I mean, whether it gives me away or it suggests that I'm from 
a different country, maybe. Um, of course, I'm not um, hoping for being uh, perceived as a native speaker, but um, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, one topic I wanted to raise in this episode is the importance of intonation in a foreign language when you when you study that in schools um most of the time we are taught how to pronounce different letters sounds of english language but teachers never gave us importance of um, intonation in sentences questions in your general speech or formal speech when i lived in london for two years i couldn't help but picked up this accent i could say of course i'm far away from the uh, i mean from sounding as a native speaker but i'm trying to master that by watching bbc and all those by listening to podcasts particularly the looks english podcast which i i'm just loving it because of luke's sense of humor and his unconventional approach to teaching when i started studying english i didn't know that there are two types i mean two main types of english american and british so i was watching i watched a lot of hollywood movies so i got used to that american accent and i thought all english people I mean, all English-speaking people are speaking the same language. But when I arrived at London's Heathrow Airport at the customs, a customs officer asked me questions which I couldn't understand because of her accent, which was British, apparently. And it was quite awkward because I thought she speaks the wrong language. All those people speak wrong. Who taught them? Um, yeah, that was my first impression of London. And then I was fascinated by by the new accent, the way people speak, because British people speak with different intonation and um, they stress different words as compared to the American people. Yeah, and pronunciation is softer in British um, English than in American. Because I thought uh, all people who speak English, they speak like, my wife is hot, I love my job, and so on. But, um, yeah, when I first heard how the British speak, it was... A a discovery <laughs> all those answer ask um, n no r sounds at the end of of the words <clears throat> not like uh, barack obama speaking like understand and all that which uh, irritates me now <laughs> after all these years already when i got used to the british accent Uh, well, I'm a bit of a geek, I suppose. I'm so concentrated on being perfect and everything. So, 
Nevertheless, my name is Sergei. I'm from Russia. Thank you for listening. That was Sergey from Russia. Did you work it out? Did you manage to work out where he was where he was from? Obviously, I told you his name at the beginning, which may have given it away. But I wonder if you could if you could identify where he came from because his accent is it it doesn't give many things away. It's not obvious where um, he's coming from. There, he's managed to erase uh, so many of the influences from his uh, native tongue on on his English. That was Sergey from Russia, um, and we're now going to move on with uh, Shema from Egypt. I would love to talk more about the people that have responded in this competition, but, you know, time is of the essence. So we're going to move straight on, as I said, with Shema from Egypt. And here she is. Hi, Luke. How are you? My name is Shema. I am from Egypt. I live in Cairo. It's uh, the capital city of Egypt. I am a student. I study English at um, Cairo the Cairo University. I, I am at uh, the first year. Um, you know, I really interested in, in in British accent and I want to acquire your your accent. Um, it's first time to know your Europe site. I knew about it from another site. I was searching and I found a comment. Someone um, um, appreciates you and say many good things about your website, about your website. So um, I came to your website, and you, you know, it's uh, it's amazing. Um, we study in my college, um, British history, and I already I'm already interested in history. Uh, we started from the stone, the stone age, to uh, the queen, uh, El- queen Elizabeth, Elizabeth the first. Um, sure, we we thought about um, Julius Caesar and this people Celtic and this stuff. Um, some of your questions. Which you like? Which one do you, which one do you like? British history, a uh, British accent or American accent? I love British accents more than American accent. Um, unfortunately, in our TV, uh, they don't show um, British movies, just American movies. So, just I listen to BBC. And RT, Russian News, uh, they speak in um, uh, British accents. Um, uh, okay, um, what else? I don't know what to say. Um, so, I have a question. Please, how can I acquire your accent? And don't tell me by listening, because I listen to British accents uh, half an hour every day. However, to now, I cannot acquire it. And also, you said, what do you prefer, Scotch accent, London accent? I really, I, I didn't know what is the difference. I cannot differentiate between them. 
so can you give us an example in in one sentence the difference between these areas and um, which accent do you speak of, do you, do you speak of you speak london accents or scotch accents so what accent because really i don't know thank you for listening to my to my recording and i hope you can understand i know my accent is terrible but i try to improve myself for for my college for my study and uh, if allah wills uh when i graduate i would be an english arabic translator not an english teacher but i have to i have to improve everything in english thank you again for listening and enjoy your trip bye bye Hi, Shema. Uh, nice to hear from you. First of all, your accent is not terrible. It's it's great. It's fine. I can tell that you're uh, from Egypt or that Arabic is your first language. I can tell, but it's still it still sounds great. It sounds nice. You've got a nice sounding voice. Your accent sounds good. I still understand that you want to acquire the uh, a sort of uh, an accent like mine. Maybe let's call it received pronunciation. Okay, RP. Let's call it that. Um, right now, I can't in just 30 seconds explain to you how you can acquire my accent but you can do a few things like for example you can study the phonemic chart that's a, a chart which represents all of the different sounds which are made uh, which all the different sounds which are used when we speak English uh, in this accent okay the received pronunciation uh, let's call it the the phonemic chart okay a chart of symbols that represent all the different sounds study that chart and you'll understand all the different sounds that are made you can go to bbc learning english pronunciation to find out about that stuff study the chart know what the palette of sounds is in English, okay? Secondly, you can then do some vocal drills where you sort of practice making different sounds in comparison to each other and just do them again and again and again and practice actually making the sounds, listening to the uh, recording online, repeating it and listening to yourself, record yourself, repeat it again, uh, become more and more aware of the, the difficulties that you have physically in your mouth, like the position of the tongue, the, the placement of the, of, of the tongue um, and the lips and the teeth and, and so on. Uh, you need to do physical practice. It's like going to the gymnasium. You've got to physically exercise those muscles, listen to um, uh, examples and try to copy them. Listen to yourself attempting to copy them. Okay. Another, another idea, someone mentioned it recently in one of these episodes. Use a mirror, uh, stand in front of the mirror, look at your mouth and see the way that your mouth is moving. It's going to help you to become more aware of the way you're pronouncing words. Those are just a few ideas that I'm throwing at you right now. You did ask me some other questions. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to answer them all. I can't. There's not enough time. Uh, Scottish and, and, and London accents. You have to go back to previous episodes of the podcast, uh, Shaima, to find out about that. I did one called Cockney, Cockney Accent. Um, Cockney Accent and um, another one, a Scottish Accent. They're there. Go to teacherluke.co.uk or iTunes and go back through the, the archive of episodes and you'll find Scottish Accent uh, and Cockney Accent. London accent. That's where you need to go. Okay, great. That's Shema from Egypt. We're going to now move on to Terry from Hong Kong in China. Here he is. Hi, listeners. This is Terry's speaking. I'm Terry Wong. Uh, I come from the city of Hong Kong um, in China. Before I talk about 
my chosen topic, I'd like to explain a little bit about why I've decided to record myself speaking into a microphone. First of all, I think um, actually it's my first time to do so. I think it's quite challenging and meaningful、uh, for me to learn English、um, in Hong Kong since my mother language is Cantonese. There's usually not、uh, not many chances for me to speak、um, English. Of course, we do speak English sometimes, but not very often. The second reason is that、um, for talking in English, you don't usually have a lot of time to think about the errors that you've made before, and then you you go back and edit out those mistakes, right? If you keep correcting yourself, you may probably annoy your listeners, and this is the difficulty. Of talking in English. Okay, back to the business. Today, I'd like to talk about my experience in playing Go. You may be thinking, "What is Go?" Right? Go went gone. Is that that Go?、Uh, no, of course not. Go is the name of a sort of chess game. It is played by black and white stones、um, with a large chessboard. Some horizontal lines, some vertical lines. They cross with one another to form some little points. Three hundred and sixty-one points, indeed. All right. I like playing Go very much. I've been playing Go for seven to eight years. The reasons I love very, very much is mainly because I think it is the real intellectual game. Maybe someone.、Uh, Is into playing Rubik's Cube, but for me, I think playing Rubik's Cube is quite boring indeed. It may seem to involve a large amount of brain activities, but to think deeply about it, actually, it is not. It is not, right? What you have to do to know how to play Rubik's Cube is just memorize a long list of formulas. Those formulas weren't written by you. They were written by experts in playing Rubik's Cube, which means you just memorize the formulas. That's all, just like a robot. For other sorts of chess game, of course, some of them are actually interesting, but the variations are very few, just because of the much smaller chess board. The second reason is that the rules of playing Go are very simple. If I'm asked to teach you how to play Go, maybe just within two minutes, it's okay. And the beauty of Go, I think, just lies in it. But the variations are very complicated. I'm telling you what.、Um, have you heard of a program called Deep Blue? It is the first computer program which can beat a human world chess champion. But for Go, because the chessboard is too large, the complicate the variations are too complicated. Even though、um, pro、uh, programmers have been working on solving the game of Go, but they can't just because it's too complicated. The third reason is that you can play Go wherever you are, whenever you are free, you like to do so. You can simply pick up a book of life and death questions. Those questions are just like math questions. You can think in your mind quietly wherever you are on journey to the work on the train. You can 
think about the questions wherever you like. You don't need to find someone to play with you. That's the convenience of playing Go. The fourth reason is that I think Go can help me solve my problems in my life. I used to be very messy, but now I can have a better plan. I can manage myself. I can have a better organization. So next time, when you are listening to Luke's English podcast, you can think of playing Go at the same time. It's fun. It's interesting. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Please vote for me, and bye for now. That was Terry from Hong Kong talking about this Chinese kind of chess game called Go. I remember seeing guys in Japan playing Go, and I remember my Japanese students trying to explain it to me and talking to me about it. I always found it rather mysterious and fascinating. So it's really nice to hear from you, Terry, talking about Go, and、um, it's it's particularly、uh, interesting that it's sort of. Complicated and yet simple at the same time. That、um, it it sort of is seems to be relaxing and yet mentally stimulating.、Um, and I didn't realise you could get books full of like different、uh, go situations. I suppose these are sort of moves that you have to deal with, and they end up being like sort of conundrums, questions that you can sit and think about on your own. Fant-、uh, fantastic and fascinating stuff. Thank you, Terry from Hong Kong in China. Don't forget you can vote for any of your favourites in this episode. Visit teacherluke dot. Co.uk, episode seven、uh, of your English podcast.、Um, now we've got two more left in this episode. This is Thomas, and he comes from Germany. And here he is. Hi, Luke, and hello, listeners of Luke's English podcast. First of all, I want to say thank you for the possibility to speak to all of you. Although I've attended this virtual class of Luke's English podcast, we don't know each other. And this sounds a little bit odd to me because, look, over the years your voice became very familiar to me. So let me introduce myself. My name is Tomasz, and I'm from Germany. Probably you have already recognized my German accent, but Tomasz isn't really a German name. Yes, you're right. I'm not a German. My citizenship is German, but my nationality is Serb. The Lusatian Serbs are a minority here in Germany. They are situated in the southeast of Germany, near the border to Poland and to the Czech、uh, Republic. And the Lusatian Serb is a people with their own history, with their own culture, and of course with their own language. And this language is very similar to Polish, to、uh, Czech. Uh, uh, language, and I think most、uh, similar to the Slovakian、uh, language. Having forgotten almost all of my school English some years ago, I felt an urgent need to improve my English because of all the software and、uh, computer stuff. And at this time, I discovered Luke's English podcast, and I am a follower of this podcast ever since. It's、uh, difficult to say what I like most, but some highlights are the health podcast, this cold reading, mind reading, the criminal law story, and last but not least, your family conversations, which I like very much. Your father's voice sounds great to me and reminds me all the time 
of this BBC jingle with, uh, where they mention all the places in the world, Los Angeles, Kuala Lumpur, Bangalore, uh, Paris, <laughs> London, Berlin. And then comes this deep uh, BBC-ish voice where they say, wherever you are, you with the BBC. Uh, and I think you inherited the witness of your father and uh, you are always quite sharp and uh, brilliant. Uh, but what do I say? On the other hand, you are a professional. I wouldn't expect anything else. Yeah? And I think it's nice to have some, some side passes, some, some leading on a tangent, like you say, with, with this um, Darren Brown thing. You mentioned once this uh, weird or just different with the TED conversations. And um, then this David, David Crystal, yeah, uh, this was very nice. And you can discover on the internet so many other uh, things, and that's nice. And there is one more very important thing. Uh, your teaching is very normal, yeah? You come across very normal, not like someone very important, uh, for instance, from an English school in Boston, USA. And there's not up to 20% of the whole podcast some boring jingle. And um, this jingle which shouts literally into your face that you're just listening to the most important podcast ever. Yeah, that's not the case. And I like your normalist, your normal speaking. And if anyone asks me for a piece of advice how to learn English the best way, I would definitely recommend your podcast. Yeah? Learn the language like children do. Listen to a native speaker. Don't take much care of the grammar because in a normal conversation it's difficult to think about tenses and word order. It should sound the right way, then most probably it is right. Last but not least, I want to say a great and warm thank you to, to you, Luke, because of the great effort you put into your work and the passion you do this podcast. Thanks a lot and good luck for everyone of our great Luke Thompson English family. Thank you so much, uh, Tomas, uh, for your great and warm thanks. And I return your great and warm thanks as well. Uh, really, really kind words. And uh, it's very, very nice to hear. I'm very glad that you like uh, listening to my dad whenever he's on the podcast. And you're right, he does have a great voice. And he is, uh, you know, he is a BBC guy. He doesn't work for the BBC anymore, but he did for so many years um, when, you know, the BBC was such a great institution. It still is a great institution. It's not quite the same. It's not quite what it used to be. Uh, and it is under threat. Um, but um, yes, he is the, you know, he's the archetypal British BBC guy, isn't he? Um, so I'll have to get my dad on the podcast again because you're absolutely right. He's great. And it's always good to have him and has it, have his voice broadcasted over the, over the internet like that because um, he's just got the right voice for it. Um, so that was Tomás from Germany. And now we're going to hear from our last entry in this episode. Um, and this is Venkatesh 
and I think that's how I say your name. I hope it is Venkatesh. Um, anyway, this is Venkatesh from India, and you're about to hear it right now. Here he is. Wine Kids English Podcast. Do you think something is missing in your English? Do you want to take it to the next level? Then you have come to the right place. This is Wine Kids English Podcast. Shall we start it? Yes. Hello everyone out there. Uh, in this episode, I'd like to answer a few questions. Actually, I'm taking part in uh, a competition uh, launched by Luke's English Podcasts. Luke is uh, a great English teacher and uh, he is uh, somebody you know who helps people like me to increase uh, their knowledge. So I have the questions in my hand and I'm reading all these answers for my dear master Luke. So the first question, yeah, this is Venkatesh. I'm from India. I'm an English teacher. I love my job. I want to teach English to uh, the school kids and I try my best to update my knowledge and help the students. Second question, uh, how did you discover LEP? I think uh, three, four years ago I was uh, trying to find uh, some authentic British English conversations. I typed these words in Google, then I found uh, Luke's English podcast. I was so happy when I found it. In fact, I was in seventh heaven because uh, the moment I listened to you know the episodes, I was delighted because that was what I have been uh, you know waiting for. And uh, then I downloaded a few of the episodes and I started listening to it. It increased my knowledge a lot. It's not just about English. There are so many things in it. You know, there is a lot of fun in it. And uh, my dear master Luke, you know, he tries his best to make all these uh, you know podcasts as interesting as possible. He invites different people. He talks a lot. He he makes it you know very very interesting. I like Luke's English podcast a lot for these reasons. Uh, why do you listen to LEP? Uh, it's not just for English, obviously. It's just to make myself happy, just to increase my knowledge. It's just to you know get some inspiration, motivation, dedication. The moment I listen to Luke, you know, it just takes me somewhere. You know, it just brings out the best in me. Uh, next question: uh, What have you learned from LEP? Ah, be strong, be brave. Some of the episodes that uh, I listened in Luke's English, I listened, uh, are so nice. Uh, I mean, his experiences in Japan and the kind of struggles he faced and the things that he learned and how he, you know, became uh, a great teacher. This is just an amazing uh, thing, you know. I, I love listening to inspiring stories and uh, Luke's English podcast has um, a lot of things like that. How do you like to improve your English? Give some tips uh, to this question. What can I say? Listen, listen to you know Luke's English podcast all the time. I'm sure it helps you. It is uh, the the best thing, uh, and uh, it helps you to increase your knowledge a lot. And read a lot of uh, books, a lot of magazine, a lot of stories. These two things, if you do a lot, definitely your English improves. And the next question: uh, What do you find most difficult about learning English? It is. Uh, this question uh, is uh, very easy to answer in my opinion because uh, the answer is very simple. It's you, you know. The biggest challenge in learning English is you, you know. You need to, uh, you know, devote yourself completely to it. You know, you cannot, uh, you know, do a lot of work in English for a few days, then forget about it, then do something else. You know, constant, uh, you know, devotion. You know, concentration. You need to be focused. You have to do. 
uh, a lot of things in English all the time and your mind should be you know focused on it you should not be influenced by other things you can't simply you know do work uh, for a few days in English then you know go out and you know do something else and come back it shouldn't be like that so the biggest challenge in learning English is you then another thing uh, if you could be a famous person, who do you be? Definitely, I'd, lo I'd love to be like Luke because he's an amazing person. He's a rock star. He's a great man. I'm an, I'm an introvert, so uh, when I listen to Luke's voice, I want to be like him. And uh, he, he's an amazing person. He worked a lot. He helped many you know, students like me, and he's still doing it. And I love Luke, so I would love to be like Luke. And finally, my message to Luke is, Luke, I love you a lot, and I want to be like you. I, I don't know if it's possible to me, but I will definitely... Uh, you know, teach English like the way you teach to your students. Uh, that's it. Uh, and these are my responses to your question. I'm so happy to take part in your uh, competition. I hope you like it. That's it, Master. And uh, this is where the podcast ends. I hope you will have fun. I hope you will have happiness. All my listeners, enjoy this podcast. It's not a big one. It's a very short one. But do listen to Luke's English podcast to improve your knowledge in English. That's it. Bye, 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 bye. Thank you, Venkatesh from India. And I'm just struggling to keep, you know, to prevent my head from inflating in size. Listening now to seven episodes of, of comments where people keep telling me how wonderful I am. Just keep the head on the, keep the head on in, uh, yeah, okay. Um, you see, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit overwhelmed by all of the comments and things. Um, especially all the sort of adulation that I'm getting. I mean, I understand why it's because I'm, you know, helping. It's because I'm amazing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, that's, it's very nice. All right. I think that's it. Um, I would like to be more articulate at this moment, but I'm just a bit sort of, uh, I'm just touched, you know, I'm, I'm touched and moved by all of the positive uh, comments that people have said about me and, I'd just like to thank, uh, uh, like to thank um, my parents. I'd like to thank, uh, I'd like to thank God. I'd just like to thank uh, everyone for giving me the strength to be able to produce these episodes, even with all the difficulties that I've faced. I'm kidding, of course. I'm just trying to be modest. Um, that was the end of episode number seven, and you heard from Phil from Italy, Poom from Thailand, Renata from Russia, Renato from Brazil, Sasha from Russia, Sergey from Russia, Shaima from Egypt, Terry from Hong Kong in China, Thomas from Germany, and then finally there at the end, Venkatesh from India. And that's the end of episode seven. Uh, please do vote by going to teacherluke.co.uk. Find uh, Yep competition entries number seven. And leave your comment underneath with the name and nationality of the person that you'd like to vote for. Um, so there's there's just one more left. One more competition entries episode left. And I'm going to get myself... Uh, actually, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to record it now because I've just got too many other things to do. I've got to get back to normal life. I've got to do the washing up. And I've got lots of bits of admin and, you know, general life admin to, to attend to. So I'm going to go and do that now. But uh, episode eight is going to be done soon. And I'm going to upload them all at the same time anyway. So you'll be able to listen to them uh, whenever you want to. Okay, good. That's the end of this episode. Speak to you again soon. Bye, 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 bye. bye. 
Thanks for listening to Your English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.